All right, guys, welcome to Jack of All Trades. I'm Sebastian Mila. I'm Thomas Mr. Snow. All right, so we're going to be talking about different sports all throughout the globe, hitting all the uh, major headlines. Pretty much what we want to do with the show is just bring our fans a little bit closer to the world of sports, giving you a taste of all the hot topics and headlines in sports, but also hitting those that are less covered. We just want to keep it, you know, fresh, funny, and just factual. So let's get it started. First up, NFL. A topic that's always widely discussed and a topic that is pretty up and down with its stories. First up, Sam Gordon. What do you think about that? Well, what I like about this story is you see a, a steady increase of uh, the f- female in- infiltration in the game of football. You, well, you just saw the uh, first NFL referee, um, Sarah Thomas, right? Um, you just you have you have you see women in senior level executive positions in the NFL, which I think is gonna you're gonna see a steady uh, steady climb of women in the in the field of the NFL. Yeah, and with this one specifically, this girl, you know, she's from Utah. She's 15 years old. Um, what her and her father did was impressive. Mm-hmm. They created the Utah Girls Football League, and it started with 15 girls. It's now over 400, and it's spreading around the country, multiple different cities. And what's impressive about this is her and how impressive she is to stand up and do something that she loves and that many other girls want to do as well, something that people don't even think about, girls wanting to play football. She took care of it. She gave these girls an opportunity. And now what's impressive, and my respect goes out to the NFL, is for making this aware in a, in a, in a big atmosphere with the Super Bowl commercial, sure. putting national media headlights on it, putting her in the NFL 100 video, and having the only girl in that video, <clears throat> um, and showcase what this girl can do and what she's been doing. So that's impressive, and I like that a lot. I like yeah, I like the fact that the NFL is shining a light on these separate stories. I think, especially with this centennial re- uh, year coming up, this is very important. This conversation is going to be ongoing. Absolutely. Another conversation that's ongoing, Tom Brady's impact. The GOAT. Just won his sixth ring. What do you think about that? Sixth ring. I mean, he was already the GOAT in my, in my eyes. Uh, maybe until two years ago. Like, two years ago, I wasn't like... Because you had the deflate gate com- controversy, yeah. him being suspended that first four games of the season. Um, what Tom Brady, what he has done in the NFL is unprecedented. You have never seen this before. But I've always had a conversation where you see a talent, a, a quarterback talented like Aaron Rodgers. I've always had the thought in my mind of if you put Aaron Rodgers in the system of Bill Belichick, oh, yeah. would he, he be able to, I think Aaron Rodgers would be able to do the same type of things that Tom Brady is. You know, you I agree. So? I don't think Tom Brady's all of it. I mean, Bill Belichick needs to get the respect because he's the one who found this guy. He's the one who created this guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tom Brady's the one who's slinging the rock and he's the one with the talent, sure. but... It's back and forth. I mean, I don't think, again, if you put Aaron Rodgers or somebody else in that position, we might be talking about Aaron Rodgers as the GOAT with six rings. I mean, who knows? That's true. At the end of the day, yeah, he's a solidified Hall of Famer, Tom Brady. He is either one or two greatest all-time quarterbacks. Obviously, they'll always be up for the debate. It's hard to compare the eras, but at the end of the day, he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Unlike Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, now up for debate, Hall of Famer. I don't know. I mean, honestly, Thomas, I, I'm i up for grabs with this one because... Speak to me, man. Come on. Yeah, like, Edelman, for example, regular season, he's middle of the back. I mean, he's really nothing special regular season. 
I think he has what fewer uh, fewer career reception yards than Brandon LaFell. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's that? I never heard. Of <laughs> fewer receptions than Jericho Cotri, and fewer touchdowns in his career than Kenny Britt. I mean, come on, come on, man. really? Hall of Fame that, please. <laughs> on to the next but, one. But yeah, dead ass. But as a playoff player. He's a god. He's second behind Jerry Rice all time in playoff stats. Now that counts for something, but I don't think it represents everything because, you know, regular season, it's all you. Yes, it's the guy who's throwing you the ball too, but your stats are on you. Your playoffs, though, it depends on a team as a whole. A team takes you to the playoffs, not one person. In the regular season, one person, if you're a receiver, right. you know, you have a good quarterback, they're the ones who are getting you the high stats. They're making you who you are. To get to a playoffs, though, you need everyone to do that. He's not the only guy who got them to the playoffs. So if he can't perform in the regular season, and yeah, he's great in the playoffs, I don't know if you put him up for the Hall well, of Fame I'll, debate. I'll, I'll kind of push back on that. I think that it's not that he hasn't performed in the regular season, right? I think it's just due to the fact that you're in the Bill Belichick type of system, right? It's the operation where... You could probably get one reception in two weeks, right? Yeah. But yeah. you got see what what's about whenever you become a patriot, whenever you come down part when you become part of that organization, you're in a situation where you're not guaranteed nothing, right? It's yeah. based is every decision is in Bill Belichick's hand. So there might be games well you I mean you look at the past Super Bowl two uh two years ago, right? Yeah. You saw Malcolm Butler, right? Top line, cornerback. Super Bowl, Super Bowl time came around. I think probably one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen by Bill Belichick. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, he didn't even play. He was just special teams guy. But and, I mean, do you even do you consider Julian Edelman to be the greatest quarter? I mean, receiver in Patriots history. Because if you don't even consider him to be the greatest in his team, how do you put him in the Hall of Fame? Honestly, like, do you think he's better than Randy Moss? Do you think he's better than Troy nah, Brown? Do on. you think he's better than Wes Welker? In the play, in the play, Patriots career, not as a whole. Right. Randy Moss as a whole is better than Julian Edelman. See, but in his playoff, I mean, in his Patriots career, is right. he the best? Well, the, the good part about Julian Edelman is basically I heard this throughout the Super Bowl coverage. Tom Brady, that's Tom Brady's younger brother, right? Yeah. So he's always gonna have that coverage of Tom Brady. There's always gonna be Tom Brady support, you know, with his name. Yeah, obviously. And. Julian and I Edelman, think that carries weight for Julian Edelman that yeah. it adds value to his projected Hall of Fame sure. career. Sure. I think but I think Julian Edelman is not he's not gonna be a you know first battle Hall of Famer. But there's nothing wrong with that. No, I agree. I don't think his regular season is entirely all that should count. His accolades do in his playoff. Is he a clutch player? Look at David Tyree. The guy did really nothing. I mean no disrespect to him, <laughs> but um, as a Giants fan, he didn't really do anything in his career. Mm-hmm. But that one moment with that catch over the head mm-hmm. solidified him as a great Giants receiver. One moment could change your entire life. Yes, with Julian Edelman, he's had more moments. Yeah, He's had more playoff appearance, all that stuff. So as a whole, I would put him in the Hall of Fame, but it would just, just be... Just based on his playoffs. Yes, but he would just hit the threshold, if anything. Yeah, He would just make it by a hair, and not even in his first couple you know, ballots, I think. You know, I think you put him in, but it's iffy. Another thing that's iffy, really, was the MLS. Mm. 3,000 seats, I mean, 3,000 people attended the MLS Cup more than the Super Bowl. Mm. In the same stadium, in Atlanta, same variables. 
I mean, that was shocking to me. What do you think? Yeah, you told me this the other day. I was like, utterly shocked, to be honest. But this, I mean, what this really shows is the fact that the MLS, just you got these young soccer players coming up through the league, and it's good for the MLS. But I was, this is not positive for the NFL. No. Um, I thought this was the NFL's best season. I mean, I think this is kind of embarrassing for the NFL and for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The biggest game in this country, yeah. in this sport, yeah. can't even get more than a new sport practically in the United States. A yeah. sport that isn't even in the top four. Yeah. I mean, that's in a way an embarrassment. As a soccer fan, it's great for me. I mean, I'm all I'm all for it. Right. F Goodell, right? I mean, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Like, for the growth of soccer, what do you think this means? Uh, this is big and this, for the sport as a whole yeah because we saw this you know <laughs> what was it how many years ago was it two or three years ago where they can't even make it to the was it world cup oh that was a disgrace yeah, yeah. come on man and so i think this is a positive but it's interesting man I, you know i agree with you like i think i think obviously the sport is going to grow it's right. number one internationally over time we're going to get a a feel for it here in the united states but things need to change in the sport to for it to grow to where we want it to be as a number, you know, as a top contender in the sport. Sure. There's a lot of variables in it. And but also the biggest thing I look at, right? You had New England, which is Boston, yeah, right? Yeah. And you had LA. Big Those markets. Are two, two big markets. Especially in that sport. Yeah, Massive two, markets. The two biggest sports rivals. You go to MLB, NBA, NFL. You go to any type of major league sport. Exactly. And... You can't have that. You can't have. I mean, it's not like you had the Browns in the Super Come Bowl. On, I mean, you didn't have a small market team. You Come had on, two man. big ones. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I just think that goes to show also the indifference that there is in the NFL. People are people are turned off by the NFL. One because it's not even a sport anymore. It's becoming politics. It's becoming social. It's becoming True. all these issues with domestic violence off the field, on the field. All these problems that the players have. True. All this type of stuff that. The NFL is becoming watered down, I think. Mm. And, I don't know, so a sport like soccer, it's growing because it's natural, it's pure. Mm-hmm. Talking about that really is also in the NBA. This a pure decision coming up. AD, where's he going? Anthony Davis. Right. KD, Kevin Durant in the free agency. Massive free agency market coming up. Absolutely. Big players, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Jimmy Thompson. Butler, Clay, geez, Clay Thompson. <laughs> And big one, yeah, Kevin Durant. Right. What do you think about these guys? Where well, do you think they're heading? Man, as a Lakers fan, man, I, let me get that out of the way, right? <laughs> but as a Lakers fan, I hope Anthony Davis comes to. Are you LA. a Lakers fan only for LeBron? No, I've always been an LA fan, yeah, man. Okay. Grew up watching Kobe, <laughs> Black Mamba, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's been talk about you know the you know the few teams that Anthony Davis would go to. The Celtics is now on the table. No, they they want too much. I mean, they're not gonna give up Tatum for for that. I mean, he's just I think that he's a he's that milestone. He's that. And is AD even gonna sign a long term contract, or is it just gonna be like a? Well, he gave well he gave fourteen he gave four teams to the New Orleans Pelicans. Of the, the Knicks team. were one of them. Knicks, Clippers, um, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Shockingly, because he's from Chicago, though. Yeah, yeah just so. you know, just down the road. So. Talking about my Knicks, though, I mean, I don't think AD is gonna go to the Knicks. Mm. But I do think Kevin Durant has a big shot of landing in New York. Mm-hmm. One being that they're the worst team in the league with a record that's not even worth repeating because it's just garbage. <laughs> but with the good garbage comes, I mean, with garbage comes good mm-hmm. in the sense that they got the, they're probably going to get the number one pick. They're going to get Zion. And with that, it adds value to Kevin Durant possibly coming to the Knicks. The problem is the Knicks are stupid. <laughs> 
I mean, they're dumb. Yeah. Joe Dolan, whatever the hell his name is, yeah, and his yeah, band yeah. of Mirage, whatever the <laughs> hell they got, they suck. They can't do anything. So they're either going to mess this up or actually do something good. But, I, you know, I agree. It starts from the top down, right? But I like the, I like the, you know, the nucleus of intellectual minds that they have. You have Scott Perry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like what he's doing. I like David Fisdale. I like the coach. Yeah, I love I really the coach. Do. Um, so he's got a great mind, too. Absolutely, absolutely. And he relates to these players, you know. Some Which these... is something they've lacked as a team for a yes, long time. Yes, 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 Because before it was too, I don't know, like just too political in the team. There was a lot of just bullshit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Like, I don't know. I mean. Do you go back to Jeff Hornacek? It's said? pure now. It really is. You got Derek Fisher. It's about the know. players, about the team. Yes. I agree. So, I, because you, this is the first season where you never heard this big major headline coming True. from New York Knicks. You know. So, it's interesting. I mean, you also got Phil Jackson gone. You know, right? That's Hooray. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, talking about leaving, Bryce Harper, mm. your Washington boy right there. Yeah, yeah. As a fan, what do you think about that? And where do you think he's heading? Well, man. This is this. I think this has been the longest free agency, you know, type of drama I've seen. They gotta get something. I mean, make a choice, man. Come make on, make a choice. Yeah, but early on during the uh free, this process, you have the um Mike Rizzo, the GM of the uh, Nationals, come yeah. out and say that he he had he's he's felt that the t- not in the tone of Bryce Harper, but he's felt that Bryce Harper wouldn't stay mm-hmm. because of the interest that he's getting outside of the uh, Washington area, and especially with the the Yankees, I heard are now in contention for him. Mm. That's a major interest. That's a yeah. number one market area. Yeah. You got the spotlight. You're in New York. Yeah. You got one year, $35 million, more than likely is what he's going to get paid. Aaron Judge said he's going to move to center field and make space for you. True. I mean, they're rolling out the red carpet for this guy pretty much. Yeah. The thing is, I think it comes down to who he is as a person, what he's going to choose. Because about, yeah. Yeah, because with New York, yes, you're getting a big market, but you're sharing that market with big-name players, which is not something he had in Washington. Washington is no scrub either. I mean, they're a good team. They, you know, they, uh, they're in a big market as well. But it doesn't compare to New York. But you got to weigh the pros and cons. Yeah. So. It's, it's also the fact that you just had Boston win the World Series, right? True. And it's about how are you going to handle that pressure? You know, how are you going to handle maybe losing to a Boston team, right? I think, yeah. I think it's a lot more that's, competitive now yeah, if he chooses that. But I see, for me, as no bias to it you know i just look at it as an outside looking in i see the long term if you if he's looking at long term and legacy stay with stay with the national i mean i think him as a person i think it's about the money but look why can't you right yes but at the same time what are a couple millions in difference yes i I mean saying that as somebody who doesn't make million dollars but for him but that's the goal right yes but for him what is 35 million to 40 million What's but, what's the the, but what's the long-term contract that he's going to get with? Yes, but that's my point is yeah. the sense that, like, I, as a person, if I was him, I would rather solidify my legacy with one team, with the Nationals, be that superstar, be that hero of that team, and be the guy that they build a statue for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of going all over the place and trying to find yourself when you already know who you are and sure. people know who you are. Yeah, I feel like at this point he has no idea what he wants for his career. I agree. Um... But he has to make a decision. You know, spring training is coming around the corner. And so, it's, it's really going to be interesting. And you also got Manny Machado on the market, too. True. So. It's uh, all up for grabs. And absolutely. It's a decision to be made. Well, our decision now is to end this podcast. So we had a good one. And I hope you're up for next week. We'll be covering a couple more topics, hitting the globe, and seeing what's good in the world. So, well, thanks for tuning in to Jock of All Trades. And we'll hit you up next week. 
I'm Sebastian Milo. I'm Thomas Mitch Snow, and so long. All right, peace. Not working. Look, it's